following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, December 6th, 2021, season 17, episode number 72. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, coming off a uh, little bit of a weekend here where we didn't have uh, football that we had to cover. Got to watch a little football, so we got a lot of talk to, to do today about this team. We're going to actually take this day to, to count today and tomorrow, actually, to take a lot of questions. Um, I have some questions lined up for this group that we'll talk about. We'll take some questions from you guys. I know you've already been sending them on Twitter. I've gotten lots of questions there. Uh, and you guys can also call us. The number is 888-855-2297. Again, 888-855-2297. You should take advantage of this. It's not very often that we allow you guys to uh, send us questions and we actually get to them. So take advantage. That, there it is. Yeah. There's the you got You got two days of this. So make sure you take advantage of it. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can over these next couple shows. Uh, Nick, give me a 72. <laughs> I was going to give you the translation of what that really meant. What? That we're taking calls means I didn't really feel like doing a rundown. Not true, because I got a, a <laughs> list of questions here that I got. There's only 172. It's Tootsall Jones. Is there only 172? No, there's probably. Travis Frederick, I think, wore 72, maybe. Travis will take offen- offense he, yeah, to that. He did. Good. I, <laughs> I, mean, he, I don't care. He took offense to a lot of things. That's good. He's a great center, great player. Uh, they need him. They miss him. But um, Tootal yeah, Jones, 70, 72. Tootal. I mean, that, he, he played for 15 years. Let me ask you a question. As a guy that covered, oh, didn't cover, but yeah. you watched the Cowboys a long yeah. time. Was he, like, for, for an outside, I wasn't a Cowboys fan, was he ever as big as his persona because no. of course as a as a non-cowboys fan you hear too tall jones he's big you know you always thought oh too tall jones was he ever that good no no i think i think if his name was ed jones i don't He'd think he would I, I do and i thought the same thing about mean joe green and then i, I then, then no that's no, not that's no. not he, not he quite. was he <laughs> was different. awesome he was yeah. awesome he was in actually so many mean ways. joe yeah. yeah yeah shout out to heck Harrison, who's related to mean joe green yeah uh, i'm sure people have, have know that uh too tall jones i think he was the other side of harvey martin harvey martin was better he was tall six nine yeah. tall and he batted and he down had a cool passes. name yeah he's cool and all that and i think he was a really good player made three pro bowls yeah. but i think you know his longevity played and you know it was number one pick i don't know if he ever lived up to that but i don't know i mean 70 he's 72 tristan hill's also 72 let's go let's get back he's he's back and oh yeah he is he's we're... back he's one of the guys he left again and he came back a lot yeah. of stuff happened last week Just a lot yeah. of stuff there's too much stuff happening with this team i'm actually looking forward to this week you get hopefully hopefully you got coaches all back uh-huh. you got players all back I heard you say this morning on the radio, Nick. This might be the healthiest they've been all season. Injury-wise. Yeah, if if there are no more COVID cases. Today's a big testing day. Although Yeah, today, tomorrow, Wednesday, right? It's, it's 10 a.m. Knocking on all the wood around me, but yeah. I think if something tr- 
ridiculous was going to pop off, it would probably be in the news cycle by now. Well, but I'm not thinking about that so much. I'm thinking about, you know, guys get a weekend where they don't have to play football. Oh, for maybe sure. Maybe they do a little traveling. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they're exposed oh. somewhere. You it know, looks COVID like they still did. is a thing, it right? It looks like they did. Uh, so. so it so it's certainly, that's that's the part you got to be worried yeah, about throughout the week. Come back this next, next few weeks, just kick ass completely. And then I'll be like, yep, never doubted them. Not a single time. <laughs> at least I knew yourself, they had it in them. At least you're self-aware. That's I want to know what you say the other way. If it goes the other way, what are you saying? Because this is going to get real interesting. they got some well, division opponents coming up. People are going to start throwing names and who are we going to fire this year? This <laughs> I coming, mean, this coming year. if they keep yeah. win, if they win, you know, reel off a few more wins, then, they, then the narrative is going to be, well, they won't win the Super Bowl because they, they can't win the AFC, but, yeah. but they can beat everybody else. Yeah. So, well, We'll see what all happens. We're actually going to save the talk of the rest of the NFC till tomorrow. Uh, there were some interesting things that happened this weekend. We'll get into some of that tomorrow. But I wanted to uh, hit some bigger picture questions today. And I'm going to start with some questions I have for you guys. We'll get some questions from our listeners here in a second. I want to start with a true-false question. Uh, the defense is the most reliable unit on this team. True or false? True. True. I'm more reliable right now. <laughs> Why are you making that face? Because I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Dave, I and I want to see. I want to see if we're going to get a discussion here. False, know. false. Fine. I hate. It's Monday. It's I Monday know. morning after a long. And I want to start with this one because this one makes Is you it? think for a yes. second. Why? The most reliable. Most what's reliable, what's yes. reliable mean? Like reliable to not piss you off? Reliable to do their job? Reliable to be who you thought they were? No, that's the thing. Wait, okay, which right? Who which, did we think okay. they were? That's exactly right. That's exactly who, right. We thought that, they sucked. We're grading them on a curve right now. I think. Yeah, we you absolutely. Know? They gave up thirty six points two weeks ago. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. They had an awful day against uh, Vegas not that long ago, yeah. ten days ago. Um, Reliable to me, I see it as who has been like most consistent throughout the whole season. You know they've what? been the team that you know kind of what you're going to get. They've been solid. They're not the best defense in the NFL, but they've given you enough for you to have your offense do what they need to do. Now, it's on the offense who hasn't been able to consistently Fair. give you what they need to give you. You know what? You're absolutely like, I, I'm thinking through this live. This is where rundowns come in handy. Um... <laughs> But now that I say Shut. that, I, I think you're right. I think it, I think you're right because really, what they've played twelve games, and the defense, more often than not, probably in ten of those twelve games, has done what they do. Like they pretty reliably get picks. They pretty reliably hold people below twenty four points. Even some of the uglier losses, like Denver, it's not like the defense just got run out of the building immediately. I mean, they didn't play well, mm-hmm. but like it, Denver, it, they didn't get. They didn't have a three-score lead until like midway through the third, right? Like it was sixteen nothing. They were forcing them to kick field goals a little bit, uh, whereas the offense is kind of, I mean, no showed at least three or four times at this point. So and recently, that's it's all about recency, yeah. right? And what even you remember recently, and even in the run of blowouts, like the the forty-point games in September, you know, the Carolina game, the Giants game. I mean, the defense was scoring you points in that game, in those games as well. So yeah, I think true. Nick, still holding with false? I mean, true? Yeah, but I mean, it just goes to show this team can be really good. This this could be a team that, you know, can win. I mean, can can get to the Super Bowl. It really can. Because if you're number one, if you got the number one offense in the NFL, and we're saying that the defense is more reliable. Are they still up there? I think so. I think they're still number one. They're, I mean, they're still up at the top of the list. Are they not? I mean, they're, they're right there. And, 
you know, that that just goes to show. And I think a lot of it comes down to expectations. I mean, we, we look at mm-hmm. what we're expecting them to be. and But, I mean, you guys are right. I mean, the defense has been – I mean, they, they, they get picks. They get they get turnovers. They, they give opportunities for the offense. And the games that they've lost, the offense really didn't show out. So I think the answer is right. Is The answer is yes, the defense is more reliable. The offense on their best day – is better than the defense on its best day. Yes. But it doesn't always happen. And let's not confuse them with a team that is going to get carried where they want to go by the 85 Bears. Right. They're yeah. not. But yeah. but they they've been, they've surpassed any expectation you could ever say. And Mike Parsons yeah. is just I mean, he's he's just an animal. And he's let's a lion. let's remember let's remember they still have not played with their full complement of parts, and and hopefully that comes this weekend. But they still haven't done that. And so to be playing as well as they are, again, not perfect, but playing as well as they are with kind of having having to mix guys and figure out places for guys, you give them all their their players at one time, let's see how far they can go. Maybe they do become a defense that's even more reliable than what we've seen so far. True. They're seventh in offensive efficiency right now, which is uh, they were up in the top three before, but still. Explain I mean, to people what offensive efficiency uh, means. Just football outsiders, DVOA. It's basically, <laughs> again, explain <laughs> no. to people what that is. Great no, explanation. I know, I know what you're talking about, but <laughs> well, I, I get into analytics. Everybody doesn't. So it's, explain. DVOA is just a weighted term where they literally compare the success of every play that you run in a season up against the league standard and see how you fare. So, okay. like, every time you're snapping the ball, how well do you do? Yeah. And it's there's no such thing as a perfect stat, but it's just a reliable metric for how not only how well you move the ball, but how reliably you do it. There Good. you go. Perfect. All right, let's move on to the next question. Micah Parsons, this is again true or false, Micah Parsons should be defensive player of the year. Should be or will be? Should be. Um, false. Actually, yeah, I, that, I don't know. Not the best player. I don't think he's, he's the not? best defense player in the league. I don't think he's, I don't think he's the best defensive player in the league. I don't, I'm sorry, I can't can't go there. And maybe that's just me being stubborn. No, I really, he's, he's, which you can do. Now, now I'll say this: inside linebacker, I don't watch them all, but like, I, I think he's, I think he could be all pro. I do. I think he could be an all pro inside linebacker. I think Miles Garrett though is is pretty damn good over there. Yeah, absolutely. When you start talking about defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, yeah. all of them are going to be really, really good. I guess what I get back to is everything that he's done this year. Yeah, I think that you can't just say he's just a pass rusher. No. He's a lot more than that. No, he's, so he's when you factor phenomenal. it all in, should he be defensive player of the year? I, I, I would. I prefer to answer it this way, okay. and it, I. I don't think he will be because there's too many things. That wasn't the question? There's too many things working against him. He's got a teammate. Dave, here's your defensive player of the year vote. Who are you voting for? Yeah, that's what. That's what he's I asking. Know. I'm a Scantron. I, you actually I, can only mark. You can only mark one. I take the easy way out. I take the easy way out. And you mark both and get it wrong? No, I give it to. I I'd have to go look. I either give it to T.J. Watt or Miles Garrett, okay. and I give Mike a defensive rookie of the year. It's just Got it. and that's that's why I say that's what voters are going to do. That's too. what they do. They, but, they, and, they and vote by the way, they're going to say know, we don't want you winning every. I can put you here though, and still give you your props. Yes, yeah, and I, I don't think the likelihood is that he will win. I'm the question really is should he? Is he in that category? of player where he should Here's be basically I think a serious contender. I think I can speak speak for Nick here is that he's got a case, but you just feel weird saying yeah. it. You're just like, oh, so he's Lawrence Taylor because he's the only other rookie to do it. Yeah, you want to put him in that category? Maybe you should, but <laughs> do you fair. do you want to be the one that does it? 
I'm okay with that. I, okay, if you're okay with that, that's fine. Derek, but those of us who screw the true false game for a second, all right? Okay. Say what you want to say. No, yeah, no, just make say, your case. Say what you want. You want to say it. Well, I, I made the case last week. I know. I, I know. said just... I cannot think of it, and I've been asking people. Everybody I run across that we start talking about the Cowboys, I've asked them all the same question. Name a defensive player in the history of the NFL that's done all the things that this guy's done in his rookie year. I can't find one. I honestly can't find one. Get a pick, last Micah. Week, he, needs, uh, he needs a pick. Uh, to that'd be nice. He needs to hit for the cycle. <laughs> last week, I was sitting on my desk, and <laughs> you, Derek, yeah. you were talking to Nick about Micah, and you were, like, so excited. You Your voice hit, like, a high pitch, and, like, you know when a teenager is going through that transition? A kid is transitioning, to, and I'm like, dang, I guess Derek is really excited about You know about me, Micah. when I get when I get passionate Derek about something, puberty. I get real I get real excited, and I start talking fast, and high voice goes up, everything. But yeah. I think this guy's that good. Yeah, he, he really is, is that good. And yeah. I, I, can't, I can't find anybody to give me rationale for why he isn't as good as I think he is. Look, I'm, I'm okay with the idea if somebody can give me that rationale. I haven't been able to find it. Right. Like, everybody that I talk to, they're like, that is a question I can't really answer. And yeah. I, so I'm left to think that he may be the best well, so far. Like, the, I don't those know. Those other two guys that Dave just mentioned are, are guys on teams that are – Probably out of the playoff race or fighting for it right now, you know, and so so wild card race, wild card. So you 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 think, all right, well, who who is the top team? Like who's and the Patriots are actually the top team in in the AFC, which which very quietly has a corner who's having a digs like season. By the way, that's true. That guy is JC Jackson. Yeah, he's jumping. What does he have? Like one less, one or two less than I think he's he's got seven, but they haven't played tonight, so. Get he, he, he get there, <laughs> um, and then on the NFC, I mean, is, um, the Cardinals have the number one seed, right? I think so. Currently, yes. Yeah. So they only have two losses. I, mean, right? I don't know. Is <clears throat> Buda Baker? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, who's carrying those teams? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, the Cowboys are are right up there. You can you can make the case for. I mean, if, five weeks ago, if you would have said the Cowboys would have a contender for the Defensive Player of the Year, we'd be like, oh well, Diggs must have 10, 11. You think? Yeah. You know, but he's he's not. I mean, I think people can see. Not see through digs, but they see that he's got some issues too. He makes picks. I'm not gonna sit here and call him Chris Carter. I'm not gonna sit there and say all he does is catch. You know, all he does is get picks. Like, because that's pretty good. Yeah. But like, like he he's got some some things in his game that you can see why he was maybe you know he fell to the second round. But you can also see why he had first round grades because yeah. he can make plays. Yeah. I'll just put it this way. I think I we actually answered a mailbag question about this today, and what I said was. I don't think he'll win it, but I don't. I no longer think that that's a weird, crazy thing to say. Mm-hmm. Well, he absolutely deserves to be in that conversation. His versatility is amazing. I just think uh, the the precedent is what's going to turn people off. They're like, "Are we really? We're going to put yeah. this guy in conversation this? with yeah. Lawrence Taylor?" And then you think, well, "He's got Rookie of the Year locked up right now." I can't. I'm sure there's somebody else having a decent season, but between how amazing Micah is and the Cowboys' pa- star brand power. He's already got that one. So I think people are going to say, Micah gets Rookie of the Year, Watt, Garrett, whoever gets Player of the Year, and we just we can just make it easy on ourselves. Blame brought us for that. You know, Dave, Dave, I know it probably pisses you off that Dave does that. And I think it stems from Broadus. Because Broadus doesn't waste his time with stuff like that. He'd be like, if it's not going to happen, why am I going to sit and argue about it? Oh, you Dave know? will tell me it all the time. He'll so be it's like, like, I'm not going to talk about I, what I think. Yeah, it doesn't matter, it doesn't what, matter I what I think. It's about what's going to happen, which yeah. is which is fair, too. It doesn't always make for, you know, you want to have this for discussion. For radio, we kind of have to. But that's I like mean, your I, opinion. I, I you always see? offer my opinion. I just want to qualify. Yeah. 
Can you just see Brada sitting there with his feet up? Like, what, is, what are we talking about here? Right. It's not going to happen. Yeah, You're not going to vote a rookie in, okay? I'll like, tell you, okay. I'll, I'll say this too, though. Especially this year, I was thinking about this on the drive to work. Just there's, it feels like so much more season is left than there usually is mm-hmm. at this point in December. Even though it's just one more game, it five games. I mean, yeah. if if Micah keeps up this pace, what he's got? I think it's five games in a row with a sack, or at least four. Yeah, not five. Yeah. Okay. Do the math on that. I mean, 16 sacks, maybe throw in a forced fumble or an interception. Got I mean, pass defenses. We're he's talking got quarterback pressures. He's yeah, got everything. About, I mean, because because you, you're talking about breaking the record now. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, the record for rookie sacks is 14 and a half. Yeah. And somebody actually did this. That remember we talked about it. I'm like, like I think I saw where he 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 ranks fifth in sacks in the NFL. He ranks 96th in pass rush attempts. <laughs> That's a great stat. Wow. So that's a great stat. So yeah, I mean, and then when he's that's not amazing. doing that, yeah. he's doing other things, and he's, you know, I mean, which then then people argue, well, why is he only ranked ninety sixth? Then you know, like maybe you should be sending him a right. Little more. Yeah. It's like like a pinch hitter that like leads the league in homers. You're like, wait, wait a second here, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, honestly, you, you kind of have to. You and I had this discussion of maybe a couple weeks ago. Like the what you got right now at linebacker, you kind of need him at linebacker. When you get those pass rushers back, I think you got to use him at linebacker just because the linebacking crew outside of him is not very good, no, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe about I, that. I couldn't believe honestly that Leighton Van Der Esch had one tackle and zero solo tackles, just an assisted tackle for the game as a linebacker. As a linebacker, I mean that's 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 job number one. I mean, I think tackle. Jabril Cox got a line uh, got a you know. Yeah. S- tackle the other week and yep. he's been on IR. I mean I'm just saying you get line you get tackles if you're a linebacker. Can we talk about him real quick? We're gonna talk about him. We gotta go to a break, but that's probably gonna take a segment. So let's just go to break first and we'll come back and we'll have a little conversation on on Leighton Vander. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. At ATT, everyone, new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbent attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him, it projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. 
back to the break. It's a great people, great pay replay. You've heard Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. If you want to join him, do great work with great people. For great pay, apply now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber.com. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys football. We're into the final quarter of the season. It's December and five more games left. And so we should have a pretty good idea. We're past Thanksgiving. We should have a pretty good idea of this team. So you guys should be able to give me some very thoughtful answers here uh, on this team. So here's the question. Uh, we got this uh, this question from Jazzy Joe on Twitter. He says, why not <laughs> right? Why not bench Leighton Vander Esch? For who? For what? Mm. I hate that answer. Why? No, not to say it's not right. Oh. I'm saying I hate it because when you get into a situation where you know a player is not playing very well, but you don't have an answer, like that's a problem. I just I don't like questions like that because it's like you know, we talk about it all the time. You 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 say it to us every time we come into your office about something. You're like, okay, I hear you, but but what's, what's the, the solution? Yeah. So I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you had somebody sitting there that was way better. You would do it, but I mean, Luke Gifford, who, who, who? Luke Gifford and Francis Bernard. No, it's. I mean, it's a sneaky, brutal loss that mm-hmm. Jabril Cox tore his ACL, um, and that's not to. I doubt he would be playing all of the snaps right now, but they gave him. Maybe a, he'd be playing a, a, a significant oh, amount by now. They, they won't. Well, it's, it's, it's hard to say sneaky, the number, it's, but it's bigger than sneaky. It, you're well. You're right. I mean, I agree. I've been talking about it for yeah. weeks. I mean. They would have been increasing his role this whole time. You right. know, they started with goal line. If he answers that, it gets bigger and bigger. And oh, by the way, Keanu Neal and Leighton Vander Esch, neither one of them is really looking like a guy that you want to be part of your long-term future. Right. Jabril Cox is, yeah. and he would be that much more ready to assume a bigger role next year if he was healthy right now. And they'd have a better idea about him. Right. You know, then you're like, okay, well, Jabril can do this, this, and this. Well, right now, they yeah. don't really know. Now they, you, what you do know is that he can chase down Daniel Jones and, like, smack the heck out of him yeah. at the one. It's going like you're going into the draft saying, we have two studs who are only one year into their contract at linebacker versus, well, we got Micah and we feel good about Cox, but we don't really know. It's going to be a domino effect there or those decision making because it's like okay let's start instead of linebacker let's start at defensive end what are we doing we re-signing randy if we do for how much can we keep both of these guys is micah gonna play defensive end Mm -hmm. you know that there's just a lot of what's takes long-term outlook exactly and then you then you figure all this out so it's it's a interesting thing but so go back to layton i mean i yeah he's not playing like the guy we thought he was but I don't know if you have another option right now. So, I don't see him just making plays that are just getting – I mean, is he making bad plays? He's making some. He's making some. some bad plays. But, I mean, I, I think he's just not standing out. As a linebacker, you should stand out more than I want that. to try to understand the how. How did we get here to this point of us talking about him in this way? I know previous years he's been dealing with injuries, and the times that he would go back on the field, you know – you can blame the injury and say, and he would still make certain plays here and there, and definitely looked better than what Jalen did at the time. And but then you never had him be fully healthy. Like this year, he hasn't been out, right? He's been playing 
the whole time. He I don't think he's missed a yeah, game. I don't think he's missed no. a game. Yeah. But but you know something though? I don't I don't look at him like I don't think he has played like he did his rookie year since. No, never. No. Um even in, in times he came back from injury, like he could get a play or two here or there, but overall I don't think he's been back to that level, which does seem a little curious that you could play as well as he did his rookie year. I mean, the guy was an all pro as a mm-hmm. rookie and then just completely fall off the map. Yeah, go back to the game Thursday night. I mean, where was Taysom Hill running a lot? Like, a lot of it was right up the middle. Yeah, I was going to say between the tackles. I mean, so, and they ran the ball with Ingram. He was running up the middle. Mm-hmm. And they weren't really going sideline to sideline that much. Yeah. That's, I mean, you should get four or five tackles just, just by doing that. You know, like, it, and I got to go back and see how many snaps he had. But he was out on the field. It just, he just wasn't around the ball. And, and that's just odd for, for him and his style. I mean, because he's up there. And ta- I, I would imagine, I don't know this, he's probably – Fifth on the team in tackles, maybe. It's not great for a linebacker. Though, no, no, you would. Yeah. You no, know, I mean this team's built differently. I mean Jaron Curse is leading the leading the team in tackles. But they play him around the line. They of play him around yeah. there. Um, you know, and Barry Church is, will let you know that too because Barry Church <laughs> he's about to to be the, the first player since Barry Church. No, he's not going to catch him, but the first player okay. since Barry Church, you know, for safety to lead the team in tackles. And he's like, well, he's playing like a linebacker. Right. And Barry asked me, a little different. he's like, how many does he have? I was like, probably 75. He's like, oh, he can't catch me. I had one th- he said he had 135. Ooh, 135? When I don't remember him 135. I know Barry. Must have been a bad team. I was going to say, I know Barry played in the box a lot, but a safety with yeah. 135 tackles. That just, yeah, that wasn't just good. Wrecked. That's not yeah. a good thing. That means your linebackers are really bad. Layton <laughs> Layton played 56% of the snaps. So, I mean, he was he he was getting rotated a lot, but so still. One, who was, one who was, was it just J-Ron playing that other linebacker spot when he wasn't in there? If he's only playing 50% of the snaps. Uh, yeah, it has. I mean, yes, because Keanu Neal played even less than that. He played yeah. 33. Jaron Curse is he's a linebacker. He is a linebacker. Yeah. He is their nickel and dime personnel box guy. Yeah. It's a different way to do it, what but that's what play? he's been doing. What's what Micah play? Uh, 93. No, yeah, 93%. 65 snaps. And how many? I mean, he rushed a lot, right? Yeah. I, well, I don't know about that because he played. He was at linebacker most of the game. That's, he might have done. He, he was on the line some, but he was at he, linebacker. I if think he most was good with game. that, then then that's that's perfect. Um, you know, here, here's a couple things about about his game. You always say this, Derek, about DeMarcus Ware or guys that rush the passer. There's two different types. There's a guy that gets a lot of sacks, and then there's a guy that gets the sacks like when you when have you to it. have it. Yep. Last two games, in, in overtime, he made a play that, you know, you would think that would get you off the field, set up a third and yeah. 18. It just didn't work, and, and and they lost to the Raiders. But he made a huge play in that game, and he yep. made one, made the play of the game to start the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They got him out of field goal range and kept it as a two-score game because it's a two-score game for Taysom Hill. Guess what? It means he has to throw it. And guess what? The Good Cowboys luck. caught just as many as the Saints guys did, I yep. think, in the fourth. Unless you have Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson, I think you got to consider not running boots against this defense. It's just – doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not the one to get fooled. He closes too fast. Not well, he doesn't get fooled, and he's gonna catch you. Yeah. I mean, if he catches, if he can catch Case, Taysom Hill the way he did, I mean, he did it to Justin Herbert too, who's one of the more athletic quarterbacks in the league. Like, unless you have a sprinter playing quarterback, it's probably not worth the risk. All right, we're gonna go to the next question. The biggest problem for the Dallas offense is offensive line. <sighs> yeah, center guard. I mean, just, that's, he's a Pro Bowl no. leading voter, vote getter. He plays for the Cowboys. <laughs> well, I, hold, on, hold on, hold he's on, hold on. He's been there for three H- weeks. Hold on, hold on. 
the last month of the season, let's yeah. be fair. I mean, he's been a lot better. Be honest, a lot. I mean, we haven't, we uh, haven't yeah. seen a whole lot of, uh, of issues really with him. Snaps have been good. Um, he's played a full season now. He has one season. Yeah, so you're right. He should be yeah. better, right? That's. Yeah. That's kind of what you're expecting. Hey, I hate playing these games, and I'll tell you why. Because that, like, the, the, it all works in harmony or disharmony. Mm-hmm. Like, Dak is pressing. I, th- I think Dak is pressing. He's he's played better than a lot of haters want to give him credit for. He had three or four. I meant to say that I was remote, so I didn't want to like push the issue. He had three or four of the best throws of his season in New Orleans. Like the one to Lamb that kind of arced through the slot over the guys. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. He had. Um, I know it was incomplete, and that you know nobody cares about that. But the the one that Lamb caught in the back corner of the end zone, out of bounds, incredible. More by Lamb than Dak, but yeah. still. Um, oh yeah. He, he that, was, that 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 was training camp Lamb. Like that yeah. was the same play, similar play in training camp where he was out of bounds. We were like, I don't care. But it was such a great catch. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. Put it up. <laughs> Show fans. I forgot about that. Show fans. You're like, like we're not posting yeah. that. That he was out of bounds. Like, <laughs> no, it's a great catch. Put it up. But fans want to see that. Dak threw like three or four <laughs> laser beams in that game. So it was like a lifetime ago. It, it does. It really does. Um, but so I, I think he's pressing. I think the offensive line has. Are they the reason? that he's pressing yeah well i mean are the receivers the reason that he's pressing is not having amari cooper played thursday but it was like 18 snaps he was basically a third and fourth down guy again does not having him to take pressure off of everybody else does that make it harder to find the throwing i mean and that is the question what is the biggest problem i think it's just but i think they all connect i mean i mean seriously like this is all tyler biotish's fault i've never said this before but hold on the neck bones connected to the calf bone Seriously. Yeah. Okay. It all, I mean, and I'm talking about connected. Tyron's yeah, issue it. that's related all the way down. It relates to Dak and all that. And, and then Dak and the receivers, it, they just have, they've been out of sync. Okay. So let me rephrase the question. If you could fix one thing, what would have the biggest impact? If I could fix one thing, I just want this full complement of receivers and ev- everybody that plays the skill position as healthy and available as possible. Because I, so well, health is the biggest issue. I get to what? fix one thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm Tyron Smith is a, is feels the best he's ever felt for real. I mean, he said it before, but I'm talking about. Do you for think real, he's not real. playing at the level that he was playing earlier in the season? Uh, probably not. I'm just saying I get to fix one thing. I'm making him uh, 2014 Tyron Smith. That's what I'm making. That would be that would be fun. That would be fun. I mean, he'd be then you could fix. Like I don't know. No, if that's, that's a fixable. Which is I'm just Mr. Miyagi. Just <laughs> I'm dealing with the whole thing. I'm dealing with on. reality here, yeah. which is. The offensive line wasn't bad in New Orleans, no. were they? I mean, they couldn't run the ball. They, they couldn't run, the, and that's they a can't problem. run the ball. Yeah. Um. But like Dak had time. I think he got sacked one time, and I know I know he got pressured a few times. But like it wasn't just like the he the had guys, time a lot. He had time. Yeah. I. I think that highly of Amari Cooper that I think he opens things up that much. If, if you're just telling me I can have one thing, I just want him as healthy as possible, scaring the hell out of somebody on one side of the formation and letting everybody else work off of that. I th- And and the, the beautiful thing is they can have that as early as Sunday afternoon. So that's what I would say. All right. Amber, you got one on that? I mean, I would just go with the O-line in general. You've seen the passing game be affected by it. You've definitely seen the running game. And I get it that when Nick pulled up the stats, whoa, yeah, they made it sound like they were actually kind of 
successful a little bit in the running game last game, but to me it was a complete mess. Yeah. And I get it, you can't take away those two plays because they do count at the end of the day. But at the same time, looking back at other games in the season, you just haven't been successful at the runs, and you see them unable to create holes for Sieg. And that's a problem, especially when you got a guy that has been dealing with an injury himself. So to me, it's creating that balance. A no line that's able to allow you to run the game, so, uh, to run the ball somehow, kind of balance both and not turn you one-dimensional, is yeah. that you say it yeah. in English? Yeah, not turn you one-dimensional. And obviously we've seen Dak struggle at times. Like uh, Dave said, they did get better. Oh, my God, I cannot speak <laughs> English today. They did get better last week, but... I need them to become more solid to where they can complement each other and allow them to do both things. Going back to the, the running game, I think what my point there is, anybody who's ever won a lottery ticket before, how many do you think that they've lost? How, many, how much of that little shavings you think are on their ground right there? Because they're doing it all the time. And they do it all the time, and that's what they think. But you got to keep doing it if you're going to win. People say, well, if I win the lottery one day, it's like, okay, but do you play? No, you don't. You have to play. And so that's the thing about running the ball. Like, you're going to keep doing it. you got to stick to it. you got to keep running because every once in a while – you're going to get that ticket, and that's what Tony Pollard did. But you got to keep doing it, and that's what the, you know, and so that's why I think it all factors in that they didn't lose the commitment to do it. All right. Speaking of the running game, next question: the running back that gives Dallas the best chance to win as we sit here today is blank. Zeke Pollard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why, why, why are you doing? What this? year is this, Derek? Because that's what we're doing. What no, year is this? I would say Pollard right now. 2021. What Thank is it? 2021. I'll give you an answer. Thank 2021. That's the year that we're in, and that's the that's the running back combination that helps this team. 2021. Tony Tony Pollard is better with the ball in his hands right now. Yeah. Zeke Elliott is a well-rounded enough running back that he needs to be part of the offense to help. How many, like, I can't count how many times Zeke has absolutely smashed somebody that would have killed Dak. You can't take that out. You can't discard it because Zeke's not dangerous as a runner. And he's not. I'm sure he feels like crap. His knee hurt, and it sucks. It sucks for him that he's dealing with that. Um, But I need them both. I said it going into that game. And and you do have to have them both. My question becomes, if, if we all agree, it sounds like we all agree, that Pollard is a better runner at this at this point. And again, that could be because of injury. That could be because of a lot of things. But if we think he is a better runner, should he not be getting more carries? Well, sure. Yes. And, and let's, I mean, see how Zeke feels. We talked for weeks about this break. I mean, they've been off since they landed in Dallas on Friday morning. Right. Um, Ten days is a good amount of time to get, get some stuff right. If, if he feels significantly better, then I would keep it the same. But if this is still an issue, then yes, I would prefer them not bury their head in the sand about who is a more valuable runner. All yes. right. So we got fast forward to Sunday. It's three minutes and 35 seconds to go in the game. Reds, Washington, whatever, has two timeouts. Cowboys have a lead 24 21. You got you to run the ball. You got to get, you know, run this clock out. And I, I know it's hard to answer that because you don't know how the game has gone on. But do you think Zeke's the guy? I mean, Zeke, or do you want Pollard running the ball when you know there's going to be a stacked front? Who do you want running the ball right there? Based on what I've seen over the last, I don't know, four to six games, I think I'd rather have Pollard running the ball. And again, the only reason is because I think they're both going to get stopped a lot. Two-yard gain, one-yard gain, maybe negative. I think that's going to happen because this offensive line isn't blocking very well in the run game. 
Here's the difference. The difference is if Pollard gets that crease, he might go 50. I don't think Zeke's going to do that. And so that's where I, right. I think they're about that. There was a time, you get. don't get me wrong, there was a time when even though I thought Pollard had the home run ability, Zeke was still going four, six, seven. Right. You know, that's not really happening as much right okay. now, and that's why I think I'd rather go with Pollard. I, I, I hear I hear that, but I don't need 50 so much there. I, you know, you need 10 or 11. What, what I wonder is, and I haven't seen Pollard do this a lot. I haven't seen Zeke do it a lot either, but, like, I'm talking about when you get hit one yard, do you make it three? Are you making it? But that's four? my point. I don't think Zeke has been Zeke, doing that much yeah. recently. Like, and recently, I also I think, haven't really seen that from Zeke. I think Pollard's better at that than he gets credit for. Yeah, like, he's he a is powerful better at that. runner. People like to say he can't. He doesn't run between tackles. He absolutely runs. Yeah, no, he, he, runs, runs, he, he is not it, he like a. It. He's yeah. not a dainty back. Like right. he'll. Yeah, he can do that. Uh, me he's personally, like Dors- he's like Tony Dorsett. Honestly, I hate. I can't. <laughs> oh, we compared Micah to Lawrence Taylor. Well, all the great But Tony Dorsett was not big like that. But he was fast and he could get through and all that. I mean, oh my god, I can't. Believe us, Tony just, Pollard, yeah, Tony Dorsett. Said, here we go. I would just, I would motion CD out of the slot, give him a jet sweep, and have him get nine, and then it doesn't matter who gets the last one. That's what I would do. But shouts out, Kellen. Maybe see more of that. That's and that's that's what Bob. It, it, you're right. You do have to have patience and commitment to the running game. But again, they ran six. They ran for more than three yards six times out of twenty-four. Mix it up. They got athlete. And run to the Mix side. That's what happened. Their running game was outside the tackles, and that's maybe what they have to do. And you, now, you're not going to run a toss. You're not going to run a toss sweep every time you run it. I get it, but there's got to be more ways you can vary up what you're doing than like, here we go, a dive right. Damn, it didn't work again. All right, let's try it to the left this time. No, it can be a little more original than that. Yep. All right. Final question before we get to some fan questions. When Terrence Still returns from COVID protocol, <laughs> who should start at right tackle? Again, should. This is your opinion, not what you think will happen. Who should be your starter at right tackle? I'm like, whatever at this point. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> you take do whatever one. you want. If, you're still you're gonna do whatever you have want. You, have you noticed an have you noticed a noticeable difference between the two of them, honestly? No, I, I have no I, I can't sit here and tell you that I have. And the only way the only way I think there could be a case made for one, it would be if you wanted to move the other to another position. Yeah. If you thought we're still having problems at left guard, which I think they are, and you thought Lyle Collins is a better option than either of the two guards we have playing, either either of the two guys we have playing left guard, then I say still returns at right tackle. You move Lyle Collins to to left guard and see what you can get out of that. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a way to answer this without bringing in the politics of football that everybody wants to pretend don't exist, yeah. but. If you if you're moving if you put Terrence Steele back there, then I just assume you're making significant big term decisions. Like that means something for next year. Lyle Collins, I assume won't be here if he's not your starting right tackle. Like I yeah. I doubt he wants to play left guard permanently. The money's at tackle. He's always said he views himself as a tackle, and so I'll, I'll just say I think he should be the starting right tackle unless you are committed to shuffling things up in the offseason, which that's fine if you are, but you're just I don't think you're making that move unless you're comfortable making big decisions about that later on. Yeah. I mean So I'm, I would just keep things the way they are unless you're deciding to do that. Yeah. I and mean, you said what's the most significant difference between the two and there it is i mean i just looked it up 6.1 million 780 thousand mm. that's their cap hit this when is year Steel's deal up 
No. It's an undrafted free agent, yeah, so he should be, have one more he'll year. Be restricted they got time with him at this amount of money. He'll be yeah. restricted yeah. in 2023. That was, right? Yeah, that's true. Three-year deal and you're restricted. So, I mean, it's very easy to hang on to, okay. to well, undrafted on free the agents. Field, on the field, you guys have said there's not a significant right. difference. But if we go back to the time that Dial was brought back in, I think that since then the O-line has not played as good as they were playing prior to that change. Fair. That's so, cool, yeah. however you put it, aside from Connor Williams making the mistakes that he was making and all that, I think that the offensive line did become worse after that move. I'm going back to Connor Williams. If we were asking questions, I, that that's would be what I would do. I'm go, I don't know about the right tackle. I can tell you, I, I'd go back to Connor Williams at left, at left guard. guard. I think I fix your penalties and 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 play at left. You guard. think he's been, he he was better earlier this season than than what we've seen from McGovern? The running game has been better. I mean, to steal her point, I mean, and, and you're right about that. That also was happening around that time. I think that they ran the ball better with him. And um, now the penalties are certainly a problem. But you know, I mean, Connor has some penalties. Not McGovern has some, not not to that level. But I think that he was blocking better too. So I think I would go back to that. I don't. I don't, I don't disagree, and I don't know that Connor McGovern's been awful. But yeah, I'm not throwing him under the bus. He hasn't improved anything but, to the point that you're like, yes, this was okay, the right call. But same thing. I'm not going to look that up. But it's the same type of deal we're talking about next year. If it's that close on the field, yeah, one guy you think is not going to be here, one guy is, then it goes back to the Jabril Cox thing. It's like, God, I wish when we when it comes time to making decisions, what do we know about this guy? And if you never played McGovern, then you're like, how how are you going to sit there and fight for him if you didn't play him? So, that's a really good point. And I think anybody anybody knows by now that I'm an LC stan. He went to LSU, we get it. But like this is a business and for a team that's kind of going to be close up against the cap, if you think, I mean, we just said we don't think there's that big of a difference, but except for the money. And so Terrence Steele could be a way to get you. You're like, wow, we're only paying our starting right tackle $800,000. That could really help mm-hmm. us out in the spring. So yeah. that's something you have to consider. And I, to be fair, I don't know. I, I don't know if you saw this, but I don't know how much it would cost to release or trade I'm, Lyle. I don't know that stuff, dead. but. Yeah, I, I can. I'm sure up. there would be a pretty sizable dead Something. cap hit. Yeah, yeah. but all right. I would make a big change and go back to what you had before. <laughs> Just go back to where you were. Yeah, Lyle, bench. Um, you got <laughs> Connor Williams back in. Connor McGovern use him the way you were utilizing him. Mm-hmm. That was very creative. I think that added an extra spice to the offense. So do it that way. And I mean, I think you get more out of both players in that kind of role. You get more out of uh, both Connors, like Connor Williams, Connor McGovern. Yes, uh, but anyways, I would go back to that. I love the way you make it so simple. I actually think we ought to. Pay it is. It's people a, like to over. Um, what's the opposite of simple? Complicate. 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 Yeah. See, I cannot speak today. What the, my vocabulary? But, but in there English. is there is something to the fact that like you still are dealing with human beings. So you do have to deal with emotions, and you have to deal with. You know, you don't want to create division. You want to create unity. There's a lot of things to factor in when you start talking about how you make decisions with a group of people. It's a hard business. I know it is. Going going back to that aspect, I mean, if they're hell-bent on doing it, I guess they could. But, like, getting rid of Lyle doesn't really do anything for you. Like, it's a $14 million cap hit and a $1.3 million savings. And even if you did it as a June 1, you'd just be spreading that out over two years. So it wouldn't hit you. Well, 
No, yeah, okay. Oh, you would save ten million if you made him a post June one. So, again, yeah, I'm not doing that. Deep I'm in the weeds here, him. but Tyron Smith hasn't proven to me that he can just completely stay healthy. That's a good point. And with I'm all the problems you got to tackle here, absolutely, which, I'm, and I'm with you. On maybe that. drafting can, one in the yeah, first round. I'm, yeah, we're Definitely. all we're yeah. all frustrated that the running game has disappeared, but it's still a good thing to have three tackles. Like that's not yeah. a problem you have to solve. Yeah, and to be quite honest with you, I think the Cowboys are now at the point where they were years ago when they drafted Travis Frederick and they meet. That remade their offensive line yeah, over the next go. several years. That's where they are right now. If there's this a- offseason, they need to start thinking we need to focus on our offensive line because although Tyron still plays well, Tyron's at an age where his health is failing. I'm getting the next Zach Martin um, slash Connor Williams in, th- in between them because that's probably where you're going to be picking. Yeah. You're not going to be picking them at, at 14. You're not going to be, you know, 50. You, a guy that played guard or tackle that can play guard and project him at guard, that's the guy that I'm taking in the mid-20s or whatever, 30, whatever you're picking out. Yeah. Somebody's going to be playing soon, though. That uh, that Chargers left tackle is pretty badass. Just saying. No, you can't. Okay. And I'm you kidding. can't sit there and compare he, he, him to LT. Yeah, he's, and yeah. I, no, he's nice, but I'm I wouldn't trade him for nobody. Straight point. The Chargers are, are are not. I'm not saying. Right. I'm not saying. Ah, I'm not saying they made a mistake. But again, this is what we were saying. This is what we were talking about a month ago. If Rashawn Slater's an all-pro for the next decade the way Tyron Smith has been, eight years from now, you might rethink that. Although, right if, now, if, no way in if hell. If Micah is as dynamic a defensive player as he's shown himself to be so far for sure. the next eight years, okay. I think every team would take let him me, over that time. Let me ask you this. This is, this is kind of similar. In 2011, the Cowboys had a chance to draft J.J. Watt. They didn't. They drafted Tyron Smith. Right. Do you think that? And, and this is close. I mean, do you think that hmm. they regretted that, or do you think Houston was like, "Man, I'm glad," because that's sort of what we're talking no, about. No, and I, and I Slater think could be him. And, again, everybody always wants to be right. I this might be a situation where there's no wrong they're answer. Both, yeah, they're both, yeah. and both teams might be like, "Yeah, we did the right." And thing. And it kind of depends on what you need from your team, right? If you want that dominant defensive player, then you want that. If you want that, there's, and that I'm left tackle that's there forever, then that's, that's true. What you, you know, I'm, it's just what your flavor is. I'm not trying to suggest they're wrong for drafting Micah I just, it's just interesting yeah. and that's what makes the draft so great is he's over he's balling out he's playing I mean he could win offensive rookie of the year I doubt it because that's always going to go to like a quarterback but but he's played well he's playing that too. well yeah, yeah there's well, there's gonna be a tough tough one there because the the receiver for the Bengals oh he's getting that uh, right? Mac Jones uh, Mac Jones no. has done a really good job too Chase screwed Burrow over yesterday I'm mad that, at him that drop yeah the drop that turned into a, a pick. pick. Yeah. He Amari Coopered him. Yeah. If you remember from the 2019 <laughs> Packers game. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. If Amari catches that ball, I think they win that game. That's one of my. So that most... means you love you love Burrows more. Like you can't you can't do anything to Burrows. Like Don't, you're Burrow. mad at there's no ass. Burrow. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> Joe Burrow must be protected at all costs. Even Jamar Chase. Like nobody's nobody's free from You'll, this. You... I mean, and, and the guy that 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 ran that whole thing. I mean, they're just going to cut him in Carolina. Like yeah. That? Hopefully he comes back to LSU. Jeez. Let's go. Yeah. Y'all could use it. Yeah, we could. I mean, why don't right. you give him a better quarterback? Exactly. Figure out the quarterback spot before you just cutting him off like that. Mm-hmm. I completely that kind of makes agree. me mad, and I don't even know the guy, but I'm like, okay, it's not like you didn't. Oh, you couldn't fix Sam Darnold. Well, who could? <laughs> hey, good point. Well, All right, we're gonna take our final break. When we come back, oh. we got some questions from you guys. We'll hit Twitter and see what we can come up going with in there. An hour. We'll be back. Uh, this is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? 
Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to the break. Hold on just a second. I'm going to come out with the best read ever. This one's coming from Essler. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essler lenses this this holiday season, you'll see every exciting play. Hmm. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts and find the perfect Essler lens for you. See more. Do more. Essler. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's take some questions. We got a question here from Art Vandelay uh, on Twitter. He says, all across the league, when things break down, quarterbacks are making plays with their legs. Dak, before injury, averaged 1.6 first downs a game with his legs. This season, he only has two total. When the offense is struggling to make first downs, should he look to run more? Yeah, that's definitely an element that's been missing from his game, and I think it was. Did he had like a pretty nice scramble against the Giants, I think, and it scared the crap out of everybody because <laughs> it was like a similar part of the field as right. where he got hurt. Um, it certainly looks like he's got all the same amount of mobility as as he did before, and I people have asked about the calf injury. Football players are always dealing with something, but like nothing about the way that he's moved in any of these four games since he came back leads me to believe that he's significantly hampered by it and so yes the answer is yes and I don't know if that's his own reluctance or you know organizational pressure like hey you got to be available or maybe a combination of all of the above but it's a useful element of his game that has been lacking yeah, I mean, he, he said it. Everyone said it in the offseason. He's got to be smart about it. He's going to run some. He's, you know, and this is what we're seeing him being smart about it. That's what the, that's what that is. He's not running as much. Um, I, de- I definitely believe it has something to do with what happened last year. Um, that costs the team. 
They didn't cost him anything money-wise, but that cost the team. The team wasn't the same. He knows that. He's got to be there for his team. So it, it, it's a it's a tough balance. It's not easy to sit there and say that. That's a good – and to be fair, I mean, he, he ran for a touchdown against Atlanta. He bowled a guy over. It's not like – I don't think he's, like, afraid to run. Right. I just think that probably weighs heavily on you. I know – he was getting killed on Twitter. It was the first series of the Saints game. He had like an open pocket of grass on the left side, and he scrambled, and he threw it instead, and everybody was yelling at him that he didn't run. And from where we were sitting, I was like, okay, there's like an end tailing the play and two linebackers. Sick, like maybe he gets four yards. Like maybe he gets five or six, best-case scenario, and he's probably going to take a shot. Is it worth it? I mean, if he gets concussed doing that, is is that was that worth it? So, yeah, that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, and if you go back and watch that New Orleans game, you'll notice that there were quite a few plays, especially on those third downs, when they were spying Dak. Like, they literally had a linebacker staying right in the middle of the field waiting to see if he tried to take off. And, I mean, that speaks to the fact that other teams, I think, recognize that in those critical downs, he can be a problem with his legs. Now, Dak's not the kind of guy, you know, you got Lamar Jackson, even if you got somebody spying him, He's going to make some opportunities out of running. That's not Dak. Dak can run when nobody's paying attention, and now he can pick up some yards from it. But you got a guy spying him. Dak's not going to get a lot out of that. Dak's not a, a, a particularly fast or elusive runner. Uh, he's a powerful runner, but he's not a, a particularly fast or elusive runner. So when it all comes down to it, I just don't think he's had as many opportunities. I do think there are some times he's been a little hesitant, but I also think there are some times here recently when teams are basically saying, you're not going to do that to us on specific downs. You're going to have to throw the ball if you're going to get this first down. I definitely I don't think that's the reason why the offense has been kind of herky jerky recently. I mean, he hasn't really been doing it all year and they were rolling. Um but there's but there's stats out there from his whole career that when he runs like it's like thirty yards. It's not yeah. a lot. It's like no. thirty yards or more, mm-hmm. they're way better than when he doesn't. I mean, if you if he runs three times for fifteen yards, two of those probably picked up first downs, and that's the difference between converting thirty percent and converting you know, sixty five percent or yep. whatever. So I don't want to overstate it, but I do think it's it's a useful thing that he just hasn't been doing this. There's year. been a quarterback; he's not no longer here, and he, he's not he didn't start a lot of games for the Cowboys, so it's not who you think. But he said before, "Well, why would you run when you can throw it? That, that doesn't help your quarterback rating." Hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't. If it's going to help your quarterback rating, it doesn't help your quarterback oh, rating help. to get 12 yards. At whether you can throw yeah, it, yeah, complete yeah. the pass, and get 12 yards, and that helps your rating. I'm just saying, like, yeah. well, like, like people say that kind of stuff, and I don't, I don't know if that's right. I don't think yeah. Dak's that I don't way. Think Dak I don't think like he's that way at all. In 2021, we have EPA too, so there's ways we can bounce. Like, I'm sorry, I'm what getting, is that? <laughs> we can talk about it off the air, but you can quantify a quarterback's rushing ability in 2021. It, it should be. Yeah. To me, that should be part of your rating. Yeah, absolutely, it should be. It's like, oh, Lamar Jackson's 23rd or whatever. It's like, okay. Yeah. Who, who's who's worried about him at night? You know, defensive coordinators. Yeah. I mean, every team he's about to play. Right. Yeah. So that matters. All right. Let's take a question from Brian. I'm going to change his question a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's asking, "What are the highest positions of need?" He wants to go to draft. I don't necessarily think we need to talk about draft. Let's go. But just in general, like if you look at this team, we talked a little bit about linebacker. We talked about offensive line. Give me specifically, like, what are the positions where you think Dallas really needs some help? Man, they're going to be sitting. Let. I don't like to do that where they're sitting, but they're going to be in the. They're going to be past twenty five, probably. Oh, they'll be past twenty. Twenty two to thirty two. I don't know. All right. I mean, anybody other than a quarterback 
should be on the table, don't you think? Anybody. Pretty tight much. end. What if it was a tight end? A pretty good tight end. Oh, yeah. You think oh, about yes. it. Yeah. Left tackle, you, you think about it. Center guard, yes. Running back. I think you should take a running back every year in the first four rounds, in my opinion. That's just okay. first four? I think that's in one of the first yeah. one of your first four I don't round hate that picks. Idea. I would take a running back at least every other year. Okay. Yeah. I absolutely would. Because right. you're because about the likelihood is you're gonna get one of those third or fourth round players that turns into a really good sure. running back. But those guys too, they tend they don't tend to have long careers. You give them four or five years and you're ready for the next one. So you always want to keep recycling them through. Safety. I don't think you go high with the pick Safety. at running back. No, I was thinking lower, honestly. Like fifth round, sixth round? Yeah. But I mean, that's fine. I just think every position should be on. Now let's 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 get a little bit more pressing. Me yeah. then. I mean, okay. Let's think <laughs> you about. You say it and then and then get quiet. Like. Well, I thought he was about to say something. Well, let's think about I'm this. Going to the draft guy. Interior <laughs> interior offensive line is something that you could look at a because of contract situations and b because you're not getting elite level play out of a few of Can those I guys. Can I get a C, which I also would make it a. The value that you get at guard center yep. at yeah. number twenty three or twenty four. Mm-hmm. You're talking about one of the better ones there. Yep. The problem, exactly the right. cow, the Cowboys are too good probably to have a shot at the Iowa center that everybody's gaga about. But that would be fun. Um, linebacker, I think. I know that sounds weird, but we kind of talked about it in the first segment, especially if Micah is going to kind of freelance, which I want him to do. Yeah. Jabril Cox is there, but we're not a hundred percent sure what they have. So yeah, I I think they need to draft a linebacker in the top 100 picks next year because I'm I'm not re-signing Layton and probably not Keanu. That's yeah. just me. Mm-hmm. Safety, Jaron Curse is great. He might price himself out of here. Honestly, oh, that's something you got to consider. Yeah. Um, but I would I would pay for it to keep him. What if, what do you, what if you don't know the price? I mean, what if I it's mean, it, yeah he's gonna get it. he's gonna get more money than he would have gotten last year than he got last year. But I don't think he's at a point now where people are like. Oh my God! We got to make him the highest paid safety in the league on one no. year of production. So I think I think it's going to be more, and I would be comfortable with paying him more. To franchise. Um, Let's see what safety, else you got. I, I would rather, even though he's playing linebacker, I, I would rather first agent. figure out what I'm going to do with Randy because I might have to franchise I, I Randy. Got it, I got no, the tag no, for no, Mister yeah, ninety four, yeah, but he's he's going to be here. On it, uh, end. And could be again. What's going to happen with Micah? What's going to happen with Randy? What's going to happen with Tank? Keep getting rushers. Yeah, Dorian unrestricted. Dorrance would be unrestricted. Dorrance is unrestricted. About yeah. how many guys would you say are about to become free agents? I mean, in any, in any given year, it's between like 18 and they got and some guys that are actual players that are going to be free agents yeah. this yeah. year. That's the interesting part about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, Randy, starters. Randy, yeah, yeah. Randy yeah. Schultz, Gallup, Connor. Shoot. I People probably don't want to hear me say this. I'd draft a receiver highly. Just keep that thing. Keep a strength of strength. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying first round. But I'm if just, you get one, if you find one that you really like in yeah. the second, third round, I wouldn't be against. That. I mean, Michael Gallup was pick eighty-one, yeah. and he had a decent rookie year, but it took him time to get yeah. going. Like yep. you, you can't wait until it's a drastic need. At least you shouldn't. Yep. Not if you're doing your job the right way. But that's also why the offensive line is so critical. I think is because yeah. they have waited. I think a little too long to now start because now they got to rebuild this thing. Because you know a lot yeah. of these guys. That's are, what I would do. I would go first and second round. Yeah. Honestly, I you keep rebuilding that. Yeah. Then. Then your fifth round running back 
is still effective in a, in a system like this. You can find that, I don't want to say Joseph Randall, but Joseph Randall was a fifth-round back, and he wasn't bad. Yeah. Tony Pollard is a fourth-round pick. Yeah. That's awesome. It's true. Yeah. You can get good back. And that's my thing about backs. Like you can just, I, that's why I always am drafting ones, because I yeah. just want to keep them in the pipeline. But if you I'm got that line, build it with that that's line. exactly right. It's yeah, like I would, center. <clears throat> an offensive lineman and an off-ball linebacker are Right now, and that yeah. it'll obviously change, but that's what I think about and throw safety in there just because that's what we do every year. It's such year. a stressful I thing. At- I, I hate that time of the year because oh. it's so stressful. It's like it's easy when it's a what? bad area. This is why I do this job. No. This is my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. So well, when you lose guys that are decent, you're like, God, and now we gotta rebuild this whole thing because it's easy when you're losing guys that suck. It's like okay, we can't. Here's- Here's why mock drafts can be kind of tricky. People like to get on the mock drafts, and they're always done by somebody you've never heard of. Mm. I looked at three mock drafts the other day, mainly for different reasons. I was trying to see where certain players were going to be, players that I follow. But they all had the Cowboys taking a corner because they wanted a corner last year, and they didn't get one. Mm. So they they obviously want one now. And the narrative on on Brown is that he ain't that great. Anthony Brown, yeah, yeah, sure. That's the narrative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he's not. He's not that great. No, but but he's that, not great. The narrative he's, is wrong. Good. The narrative is wrong. Uh, there's a narrative that he is a bad cornerback. He is okay. not a he's bad, not bad corner. Yeah. He's, not, he's not great. And and in this world, we everyone wants to find you know plug holes, digs, is this and that. Joe, but I mean, and, and they could take a corner if there's one that's there. I mean, why not? You always want to take a corner. But I don't know if it's as pressing of a need. No, they and they draft second and third rounder and hoping that they would play some. They haven't yet. Even the really informed. Draft gurus only have time to keep like a surface level in yeah, mind. You know, they don't know the ins and outs of every roster the way that yeah. we do. But I would, if the right corner fell to me in the first round, I'd do it anyway. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, always, that goes back to the original point: it. is there are a lot of it, it, there are a lot of positions here where if you could upgrade the position, you take it. There are very few where you're like, I just wouldn't take it. I don't care yeah. who the player is. I'm just not taking a player at that position. Quarterback's really it. That's other than that, it. you're probably taking a guy if he's a better player they, than other positions. If they re-sign Michael Gallup and they have a, that receiver, those three, I doubt you, you would do that. You're not going to do that. If that, you re-sign Gallup. Yeah, if you re-sign Gallup, yeah, you you're not going to take a receiver in the first round. That's that, he just can't help you as much as some other position. I would throw – I wouldn't draft a running back in the first round. Yeah. If any time after that, that's fine, but not in the first round. Not, yeah, I think I've done enough of that. Just Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean Zeke's not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Tony does still have one more year, so I mean, you can. And if there is, if there's one position where you can wait until it's critical, it's running back. Mm-hmm. Especially like we said, if the offensive line is good, if the quarterback's good, whatever. Draft Alvin Kamara in the third round and have him be rookie of the year immediately. Exactly. Perfect. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to take some more questions. You guys hit us up on Twitter. You're welcome. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some more calls, some, some calls tomorrow uh, during the show. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break. Live on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!